You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. What comes the day after Israel's war with Hamas? The Palestinian Authority says it is working with the U.S. on a plan to run the Gaza Strip after the fighting ends. One of its top leaders argues Israel's aim to fully defeat the Palestinian militant group Hamas is unrealistic. Palestinian Prime Minister Mohammed Shtayeb says his preferred outcome would be for Hamas to become a junior partner under the Palestine Liberation Organization, helping to build a new independent state that includes the West Bank, Gaza and East Jerusalem. Mohammed Shtaya spoke with Bloomberg's Ethan Bronner from his office in the West Bank. Prime Minister, thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us today. So if I understand correctly, American officials were here this week, I think yesterday or so, the, the vice president's the national security advisor, Phil Gordon, and others. Can you talk a little bit about what plans and thoughts you and they are coming up with for what happens when this terrible war comes to an end? The main point of discussion is uh, first, how do we preserve the two-state solution? Mm -hmm. And what are the uh, practical measures that we should employ together in order for us to make it possible? One second important issue that has to do with the day after. I mean, this is something of concern to the administration. For us, of course, we care about the day after, but our main concern is today because we have been calling United States, other international players, that what is needed is an immediate ceasefire to try to save some lives. When you talk about the day after, Talk a little bit to us about what that means. Well, look, I mean, first of all, Palestinians, we have never left Gaza. I understand. We, we, have mean, been, we mean the Palestinian Authority or we Palestinians? No, the Palestinian Authority. So, right, yeah. We actually never left Gaza. We have been, we, for the last 17 years since uh, Hamas uh, took over Gaza by military force, mm -hmm. Uh, we continued to provide service to our people there. We paid the electricity bill. We paid the water bill. We were paying the salaries of the doctors, of the nurses, of the teachers, of the civil servants. Yes. Of course, we asked our police who were there, 19,000 of them. We asked them to stay home. So our police is not working or not mm -hmm. cooperating with Hamas at all. So on one hand, we never left Gaza. On the other hand, of course, Hamas was the de facto regime in Gaza. Now, the day after for us should look like the following. 
And that's what we have been engaged yes. with Washington. Tell us a little about Things that. that also Secretary Blinken has explicitly stated in Tokyo during the G7 meeting. Of course. That Israeli occupation to Gaza should not be allowed. Mm-hmm. One. Second, Gaza should not shrink in terms of territory. And right. Israel should not be allowed to annex mm-hmm. certain areas that they might call buffer zones and so on. Third, there should not be any forced uh, transfer of mm-hmm. Palestinians out of Gaza. Mm-hmm. Egypt has been cooperating very well. And also, this is something that we, we did not want to see in the same way that American administration did not want to see. How does the PA get involved in helping to regulate and to govern the place afterwards? Well, this is, I think that these are the plans that we are putting together today. As I told you. That's your desire? That, that it should be a, the part of it? Of a course, two- of course. Yeah. Gaza is an integral part of the state of right, Palestine. Right. And the Palestinian territory includes Gaza, West Bank, and Jerusalem. So when mm-hmm. we talk about two states, the geography of the two states right. is Gaza, Jerusalem, and the West Bank. Of course. So this integral part of the Palestinian territory should always be there. And is there a fear of going in after this uh, operation by Israel, that you're sort of following in on their tanks? No, we, is that we, a concern? We said that we are not going to go there on an Israeli military But what does it mean? It means that for us, there has to be an arrangement. Our people are there. And uh, we need to put together a structure Mm -hmm. and we need to put together a mechanism. This is something that we are working on with the international community in order for us to make it possible. There there will be huge needs in terms of relief, reconstruction, to remedy the wounds. And uh, are you ready to take that on? Not by ourselves. I mean, obviously, we need international assistance. But this this. is your plan. Your plan is that the PA would, when this thing ends, be the kind of vehicle for rebuilding Gaza? By all means. Look, when when, uh, Israel incursed into Gaza in 2014, Mm -hmm. who did all the reconstruction? Mm -hmm. We. And we we were still reconstructing Gaza. Most of the... uh, uh, most of aspects of infrastructure has been actually built by the Palestinian Authority. And even before the war, I should tell you that there were there under implementation a total value of $800 million of infrastructure projects that is and that has been under implementation by us. Roads, hospitals, water networks, electricity, desalination plants, and so on. So we, as I told you, we never abandoned Gaza. We never left Gaza. So now, any day after, it should also include a package of assistance with the full engagement of the international community because ourselves, we cannot do it. But the Israelis say they want to eradicate Hamas. Is that a a, a goal that is achievable? Can you do it? First of all, you know, we tried four times or more to come to an agreement with Hamas. But it didn't work. And uh, correct. And uh, we signed four agreements. Unfortunately, none of them was ever implemented by them by them. And uh, recently we have had a dialogue in Egypt and Al-Alamein and uh, we agreed on certain issues. We did uh, disagree on a number of issues and we did form a committee to keep them engaged. Mm -hmm. That was the idea. 
But unfortunately, all these sort of things has happened, and then now things are going in a totally different direction. Now, for Israel to, to say that they are going to eradicate or eliminate uh, Hamas, I don't think that's a possible goal to achieve, simply because Hamas is not in Gaza only. Hamas is in Lebanon, Hamas in leadership, everybody knows, in, in Qatar, and uh, they are here in the West Bank, and, and so on and so forth. So what is needed really is a situation in which that Palestinian unity should be allowed to function on very clear uh, bonds and agenda. We did put together certain bonds for Hamas to accept. They never accepted, right. including recognition of international legitimacy, United Nations resolutions, BLO commitments, and so on and so forth. We even invited Hamas to become part of the Palestinian, yeah. Palestine Liberation Organ. They never wanted to. Mm -hmm. Hamas wanted to take things their own way, mm -hmm. either their way or the highway. And mm -hmm. it seems that we are on the highway. Mm -hmm. So that is where the situation is. Now, as I said, whether Israel will be able to, to achieve what they are claiming to do, I doubt that. When you think about the day after and going into Gaza, <laughs> do you think that the Palestinian Authority employees who are on the ground and have been waiting can play a role in taking over? Do you think about a new, younger leadership coming in, technocratic leadership? How do you imagine... Uh, the that sort of beginning? Well, look, as I told you, <clears throat> we have 18,000 Palestinian civil servants. But many of them have been doing nothing for these years, no, right? No, they have been working. As I told you, the teachers some are have, working, yes, the right. doctors are working, some with the non-governmental organizations right. who but are... But many, I remember, were being paid salaries not to go to the office. Correct. These are the police. Oh, okay. These are the police, 19,000 of them. Mm -hmm. These people, they need to be retrained, right. but they are the locals. Uh -huh. They know. They are That's the sons of exactly. the cities. Yeah. They know every single corner yeah. of Gaza, of Khan Yunis, and so on and so forth. So for us, all what you need is reorganization. Try to put things together. You need international financial aid. You need a package of serious international humanitarian assistance. You need a package for reconstruction because... Maybe no less than half a million will be homeless yeah, for quite some more. time, maybe more. So what do we do with these people? Yeah. So there is a very serious reality that we have to face the day after. But as I told you, frankly, my main concern, while I think of the day after, my main concern is today. We I need to stop that. that. Do you mind. consider going to sort of political opposition leaders or certain people in Israel and say, okay, listen, we're in a particular moment now. We need to build something new. We are ready for that. We are ready for but that. Maybe you should be the one who makes the offer. We are ready for that. Our president will extend his hand to say to the Israelis, whoever is ready to talk to us on ending occupation and establishing a two-state solution, one state that is secure for Israel, one state that is secure for the Palestinians, we're ready for that tomorrow. But... We have tried this for the last 30 years. Yes. And it has not been working. True. Okay. So, for whoever to say, bring the two parties together and let them talk, this is not going to work. I'm telling you, I was the first Palestinian who landed in Madrid October 1991 for the peace talks. So, we, we have been in this exercise for more than 30 years now. You need a serious paradigm shift. And that serious paradigm shift is not about, don't leave it to the Palestinians and Israelis to end the conflict. 
President Obama, in his memoir, yes, what did he say? The Israelis are too strong to compromise. The Palestinians are too weak to compromise. Mm -hmm. So you need a third party intervention. The third party should be, in my opinion, the Security Council that in its charter, it's mandated to make peace in the world. Now, United, uh, the United Nations Security Council should first allow Palestine to be admitted as a member state to the United Nations, not to continue to be a non-member state. You know, 142 countries have recognized yes. Palestine as a observer, mm -hmm. not a member state. Right. Now it is time for the international community, United States in particular, to, to allow this resolution to be passed through the Security Council. Second, bilateral recognition. When President Biden was in Bethlehem meeting with our president, he explicitly stated that he is a true believer in two states on the borders of 1967. What is the interpretation for this? We and the Americans and the Europeans and the Arabs should sit down in an international conference and lay down the specifics and the foundations and the measures and the mechanisms of how to achieve a two-state solution, not to continue discussing. All what we need now is what one might call reverse engineering. Let's build the ceiling first, and the ceiling is a state of Palestine to be recognized by the international community. And then, then the Security Council should put together a team to bring us together and say, let's work on the borders, a demarcation of borders. Let's work on what to do with the settlements. Well, would you know, you rejected the Abraham Accords because it ignored you. Is, was, is there some notion that you have now that in, as you move forward, that you could integrate, if Israel were to re-establish relations with Saudi Arabia, that Palestinians could play a role there and it could help Palestine? We have had excellent engagement with Saudi Arabia. And we coordinated on daily basis. The Americans knew that. But for us, the Saudis have been very good. And the Saudis had, you know, three prerequisites. The third important prerequisite is to settle the Palestine question. Mm -hmm. And we were grateful for that. But look at this situation. Arab normalization with Israel, I told you, should have been based on the Arab Peace Initiative. And that's what the Saudis are saying. Some but they were still moving forward without that being the only basis. It, has, it is going to be the basis. Yes, but what did, what did it mean? For them, they are saying to the Israelis and to the Americans that any normalization, as Prince Mohammed bin Salman said, as the Minister of Foreign Affairs said, that the Palestinian issue to be settled as is a prerequisite for a Saudi normalization. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.